Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. <laughs> Is it grammatically correct to say names or name? Because it's one name. Oh, wow. You except are their name. You're the smart Mandy today. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Mandy Kaplan. I'm Mandy Fabian. And each week we uh, test the limits <laughs> of our friendships by um, arguing over movies and trends and personal opinions and uh, mostly Mandy's dumb ideas. So grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Before we talk about my dumb ideas, yeah. I've had a revelation that I need to share with you and Fandy Nation. Give it. It was partially inspired by this movie. I want <laughs> to be on a press junket. Oh, would I not Oh, kill a press junket. You would crush it. You'd crush it. I want to sit in one of those tall canvas chairs. <laughs> yeah. And have people come and go from my hotel room while I make my same story sound fresh and new every time. <laughs> yeah. And I make everybody feel like I'm their best friend and I care about their kids yep. like I do with yeah. you. I'm going to wager that you would be so good at that that you don't even need to be actually part of a project like you don't have to talk about an actual project you could just be like a sub if people didn't like yeah. doing publicity you could sub in and be like yeah and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like i don't i don't think i'm ever gonna have a project that will get me a press junket i just want the junket. well hey what this pro we've got a new review this week <laughs> we do yeah we got a great <laughs> new review i don't have it in front of me i should have brought it in front of me but Look, this that that to me that screams press junket in the next six months. Like it's it's going. We're you going think? big time. Yes, yes. Okay, I I do feel it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a movie I loved, and you're gonna roll your eyes, and I should maybe make you see it, but it's in the theaters called The Lost City with Sandra Bullock, the one and only. Yes, is it great? I loved it. We brought Casey. We all laughed our asses oh, off. Fun. It was. It's very Raiders of the Lost Ark, Romancing the Stones, fun, (gasps) like hilarious writing, such good jokes. And then I've heard her on the press junket and I'm like, Mandy and Sandy need to be on a press junket together. (laughs) I'm going to manifest that. Call your people. Yes. If you would now see, if you hadn't been so poo-pooey about the secret, you would know that you can get a press junket. Okay. Oh, you, I know I'm, I would already be on yes. it. This would be yes. it. Well, we can, we'll have to do that. Maybe that could be our game. <laughs> Manifesting that for uh, me? Oh, that's, yes, we could do that. Or I could just interview you and uh, and you could pretend oh. that I'm a reporter desperate for your time and attention. Not so different from reality, you know? Right. I love right. the tip about And I would call city. you Jimmy yeah. because most of those hosts are called of Jimmy. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it'll be a great thing for us to do. Thank you for the tip about Lost City. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I love going to movies and um, yes. it's just not, I'm not back in the practice of it after the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to. It, it's really charming. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Kudos to you. I'm going to Texas. Thank you. It's not as much fun as going to the movies. <laughs> it's a real life movie. Although I am very excited because my sister who lives in Texas told me about like in the little town where we grew up, there's a bar. Mm-hmm. And apparently at this bar at like four o'clock every afternoon, that's when it's the hot time of day. All the ranchers come and you know what they do? They drink beer. Two step. No, they watch Jeopardy together. 
Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. So anyway, I'm like, I got to get to this bar at four o'clock and and watch this poetry in motion. But when I go to Texas, all I want to do is two-step. Like I don't yeah. leave, I, w- I don't want to walk. I just want to two-step from well, place to place in every place. I will say that's the one thing about that I really admired like growing up in Texas. Like, you know, it's very... Um, it was very oldie timey because I was raised in the forties. Oh, no, it is racist. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. don't don't forget sexist. <laughs> oh, and yeah. also homophobic. Like we, you know, so there's there's plenty of there's something for everyone there. Really, it's a triple threat. It yeah. gives new meaning to the word triple threat. Yeah. Not everyone in Texas is, but as a whole, I would say that the people they vote for certainly are and are doing their worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the one thing about men in Texas that always kind of shocked me because they would be these like burly you know they were ranchers man they like yeah you know, some of them communicated solely in grunts and soil With, testing it was like and guns yeah yeah like and yeah. but no i know but then you get them onto a dance floor and they are gentlemanly and emotional and they love like country music is the sappiest and in the best way like it's such emotional mm. from the heart you know that song the Jesus, good stuff take the wheel right yeah. like oh, it's god there's I, that great song. i don't know if you know that song the good stuff and it's all about this guy who you know he's got a drinking problem and the, and he goes to a bar because he had a fight with his wife and the bartender i could cry just talking about it the bartender like hands him a, a cup of milk and talks about what the good stuff is, is not the booze. The good stuff is the woman he's been married to for 30 years and then tells the story of his marriage. And you're like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. And men like this song. I don't know. Before I moved to Texas, I was like, do men <laughs> like marriage? It's great. Yeah. So anyway, it's a, it's a pretty interesting dynamic there. They're very sensitive, very vulnerable, very vulnerable. But I think that's where all the macho comes from. All right. Well, let me know how they are at Jeopardy. I'm going to date three guys when I'm there. Um, great. Yeah, so I'll let, I'll give you a uh, uh, an update. I can say that here. Field research. Uh, yeah, field research. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and I have two-stepped with Patrick and I, yep. for the record, find it delightful. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. We should go to Austin and go two-stepping when this pot. When, yes. Maybe we'll do our first press junket in Austin. Deal? Yes. Yeah. I've never been to Austin. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, we have to take a girl's trip. That's it. We're going to Austin. Okay. I want to take you. Okay. I love Austin. It's the best place in the world. Oh my God, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm being good. We went on a girl's trip the weekend before the shutdown. That's right. We did. We did. (gasps) We can go full circle. Yes. So let's go on a girl's trip to Austin. I'm in. Yes. We'll call it what you, you know, how some of the podcasts I listen to, they're like, oh, we're having a con, a a true crime con. So we'll call it a Fandy con. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I like that. And. Bandy Nation, you know, can come meet us. We'll sign some shit. We'll, oh my God. we'll do some Q&As, uh, right? Yeah. We'll wear our only Dress Fandies. up like your favorite Mandy. Yeah. We'll wear our OnlyFandies t-shirts. I ordered a bunch of OnlyFandy stuff. Holy and shit. Oh, I'm so mad at myself that it took that long to come up with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of being mad at myself... <laughs> Um, I owe you, I don't owe you any apologies. Judd Apatow owes you and me and the world an apology. He feels like he's one of my best friends. But, um, so go ahead and talk about why Judd Apatow is on your, your, your shit list. I'm going to do some dramatic readings here. These are straight from Rotten Tomato by the critics, not the, not the audience. In the utter aimlessness that is the bubble, it seems that Apatow believed that watching A-listers be vapid and hysterical would be enough to craft a successful comedy. 
Judd Apatow films can be a little uneven at times, but rarely has he delivered a misfire as complete as the bubble. (laughs) Judd Apatow's scattershot direction, coupled with mostly annoying stars doing the silliest things, derails the film. Oh, my God. A movie so staggeringly unfunny as to be barely recognizable as comedy at all. Whoa! Oh, that's a punch below the belt. Come on now. Comedy at all? Deserved it. Oh, wow. We watched The Bubble, bubble. which is a movie about a bunch of spoiled actors who bubbled up to make Cliff Beast's six. (laughs) Wait, before you giggle and say, oh, that's funny. It's not funny. It doesn't work. They are allegedly superstars and they all are in London, but there's COVID. So they keep getting shut down for COVID, but then not really shut down. And then they have to quarantine, but they never really quarantine. And it's all an unfunny, frustrating mess. And the first thing in Mandemic Mand Cave history that I have not finished. I couldn't even watch to the end. Oh, so you need to take a tip from me, which is I fall asleep midway through and then wake up oh. just enough to kind of catch what's at the end. So if you were just asking in case me about- I say, and what about that last line? You're yeah. like, I know the last line. I, totally. I saw it. I was like, but the ending really saved it because it ended. Um, yeah, right. <clears throat> but uh, but you know what's interesting? I don't think I hated it as much as you did. I it is a horrible movie, right? Like it's. But it it we were watching it going, this is a train wreck. This is a terrible mess. But for me, I did enjoy the I was enjoying the actors, like their singular weirdness and the and the crazy some of the crazy plot twists like David Duchovny and uh, and um, uh, Leslie, Mann. Leslie Mann. Thank you. They're like mm-hmm. th- sometimes they were funny. Sometimes they weren't. But like I, their action, their bad, bad action movie dialogue. And when they're all throwing up. Uh, on the green screen, they all get the flu and then they're hanging from those wires. Like, it doesn't make for a, a good movie. It's not like a good story or, but it, but that scene, like, was this funny idea that they're, they now have the flu, but they don't have COVID and they're, they, but they're forced to work. And so they're hanging because none of them can physically climb the green screen wall anymore. <laughs> it was, it, it struck me funny. There were things that struck me definitely funny. But not Mm -hmm. as a total piece. Like, as a total piece, it's like, no, this is terrible. It is a total piece. It's a total piece, yeah. Of shit. I know. Well, and this is the other thing, too, is I thought there's a lot, thematically, the whole thing is kind of like, well, we have to do this movie because the world is suffering because we need more meaningless entertainment. And I think his Mm -hmm. goal in the movie was to make, like, meaningless entertainment like to or to sort of make fun of meaningless entertainment but what he did is he made a a meaningless entertainment movie like he made a movie that didn't have much there there because it was just sort of nonsense that was thrown together in the bubble right so i think he was right. actually i could be wrong but it feels like it was sort of meta like he was trying to do, make a dumb make a dumb movie about a dumb movie i could be wrong I I think you're right, but it, I think it failed. I wrote in all caps, and I was maybe like 40 minutes in. There, in all caps, there is no plot, no stakes, no story, no one to care about, and no humor. Okay, well, I don't know about the no humor. I found it only humor. Like, uh, like that was the only thing that was there was like some good funny jokes and some interesting character stuff that was 
Like jokes. There were jokes. I thought that um, yeah, but Fred Armisen was funny as the director. Like, but very inside so, baseball, right? Like very, very, but he yeah. he had one funny scene where he was making, it was um, very quirky St. Clair, just ripped off directly <laughs> from Waiting for Goffman, where uh, he is recording his voice and uh, making what he imagines the cliff beasts will sound like. Pete, play it. 2811, please. Sound idea for a cliff beast? Here's beast one. Swooping down. Mating. This is mourning the loss of a child. Full rage. When he's making all those into his little tape recorder, and then he goes, this is what the beast will sound like mourning the loss of a child. I laughed. That was one laugh. Then they show the beasts two or three scenes later in the actual like footage, and they're not making the sounds of Fred Armisen. They are, they've become these really high-tech animated sounds. What a missed opportunity. If you have the scary beast on screen going, and it's like Fred Armisen's voice plugged in, that would have been funny. You're welcome, Judd Apatow. You need me. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But instead, they sounded like already mixed and mastered. It was so. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I the their bad dialogue when they're walking when they so that's the funny one of the things that the movie does is it shows obviously behind the scenes and everybody quarantined in the hotel and and then them shooting things but then it also shows pieces of the movie which presumably would be what the movie will like pieces of what the movie will look like like mm-hmm. so they take the even though it's all shooting green screen that's what's fun is they they show it as it would look like in the actual movie and then they flash right. to them on the green screen which is way less sexy and a couple of British guys hanging in these weird gray just for eyeline for being dragon eyeline or whatever right and the the kid the gay kid the funny oh my god the really skinny with the kooky face british guy his name is gunther in the movie he's funny oh my god he's so funny and he equally has terrible things to do that's the thing i actually thought that he and the black woman who played the one who was going to end up producing the whole thing anyway because she was the only badass there the assistant yeah I don't remember. Yeah, her, but they were like they were good. I I and I actually thought the redhead Harry who played the lead, Travaldwin. Excuse me, I just like to okay. give in case he's listening. I don't want to offend him. Harry, <laughs> Harry Travaldwin, who hasn't done that much, but he was very funny. Yeah. And Danielle Vitalis as Pippa. Yeah, is who you're talking about. Yeah, they were funny. Yeah, I think everybody had moments. It just was, and and I thought it was oh, and I love Keegan Michael Key. Right? Isn't that? So I do love him. But... Oh, you didn't love him in this. No, I was oh. mad for him and at him. See, a lot of emotion. I I think he's the kind of guy who can elevate any material. Like I didn't, it, I didn't care that he didn't have much to do and that there wasn't. Like he, I thought he made it work. But he's one of my people, like you and Amy Schumer. You know, like mm-hmm. I, he can do no wrong for me. Like it just, I just love watching his face. And I thought he took mm-hmm. something that was a pretty weak thing and he made he made a meal out of it and like at the end when he because i watched the end um when he's trying to get them all to escape and he's riding a helicopter and he's like Mm -hmm. he was taught to fly a helicopter in a movie that he did but he only learned how to go up or down up yeah right that that was pretty funny i'd never seen that before and i thought that was a funny concept and i'm like he and he's he plays it 
real, right? Like he's not mm-hmm. he's not playing the joke. He's playing a real guy who's like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna crash this helicopter. I I only know how to go up and down. Uh, you know, it was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I but I also went into it with very very low expectations. <clears throat> Once I saw what it was, I was like, yeah. oh, this feels like a, um. This feels like maybe like Judd was having a 50th birthday anyway at some castle mm-hmm. in England. And so he's like, let's bring a, why don't we make a movie while we're here? And, you know, his wife and his, I think his kid was in it, right? Yes. Who, who did yes. she play? Uh, Iris Apatow played the TikTok sensation oh. that was cast in the movie. Okay. I thought she was really, that was a really funny idea. She's a good dancer, by the way. And, yeah. and the fact that they had the cast dancing these dumb TikToks, like, you know, I don't even watch the real TikTok. And it right. and it did not contribute to a good movie. But it was just no. a moment where I was like, that's funny. Like, I, it was the worst of the worst. But and I was totally eating it up. Like, <laughs> look at him laugh. Look at him dancing. Because there was no, I guess I was just looking for that. There was no, you're right. There was no story or stakes. So you're just right. kind of like, ah, there's another fun. Oh, now they're dancing. But it was so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that laugh that you're giving that <laughs> is like, that's not enough for me. Like, I oh, can I, forgive a movie for having a bad plot if it's making me laugh out loud. I know. You know? I'll, Believe me. Yeah. I, I mean. know. You auditioned three other Mandys for this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I know what you expect. You have a, you yeah. have very high standards. I do. Yeah. Something that they played up in this movie that I think is an interesting topic, having nothing to do with the movie, at Minute 17 and 30 seconds, the executive, the studio executive, Kate McKinnon, appears via Zoom. Pete, could you please play that conversation that (laughs) Kate McKinnon has? Gavin, how are you? Hi. 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 How are you doing? Oh, good. I just want to say uh, good luck and we love you and we're counting on you. I know. I know. I'm on it. You are such a hero for keeping the lights on at the studio. This lockdown has been so hard on all of us. But but you're skiing. Yeah, well, this was the only country that was open. <laughs> Thank God I got my shot. Did you? I thought they weren't available for six months. Oh, they're not. Uh, not for normal people, but I'm with rich people. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Ooh, I hate the game. Anyway, have a great shoot. I love you, I'm in love with you, and do not fuck me. The thing that sparked it for me, which brings up all my personal issues and insecurities, is she's like, it's so hard. Lockdown is so hard on us. He's like, are you in a Swiss chalet? She's like, well, yeah, it's not hard for me. I'm rich. (laughs) And she kept zooming in from different places because her life didn't change. Her life got better from, from, from COVID, right? Yeah. And that... And that played up that thing. I was so, I, I, it really gets me upset to think how unfair COVID was. If you are a person, a lower middle class person working two jobs to make ends meet and you have Ugh. no childcare yeah. and you're getting told, just keep your kid on their computer. You're like, we don't even have a computer. And, and anyone on the upper middle class and above was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, now I yeah. can only go to my summer house a couple times. Like it was so, the disparity of, the pandemic itself. Yeah. That this movie probably did not give a crap about because they were doing exactly what well I, I resent the rich for doing. Yeah. But it I, I think it just got me all fired up. I yeah, I mean I, he was definitely making fun of the the privileged and and you know, you say you said it in your description of it, spoiled actors, right? Like mm-hmm. it was I you know, I'm sure not all actors are like that, but I love that the, he was ribbing this idea that, you know, 
uh, that that you're not allowed to make friends with them and you can't because actors are, are um, <clears throat> crazy, insecure, crazy people. And, you you know, he 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 I can't remember. There's a bit where he tells the people uh, how they're supposed to behave with the actors. And it was funny. It's right up top. Yeah. The movie was had an OK start mm-hmm. with with the the guy in charge, I don't know what his title was, telling the two assistants, like, you guys are going to do everything. Don't talk to the actors. Don't make friends with them. B- before we saw these stars, the movie was better. Yeah. So when they arrive, of course, this was really height of the pandemic. So you would arrive somewhere and have to quarantine in your hotel room for two weeks. Yep. Right? Yep. 10 yep. to 14 days, I think. Yep. And Karen Gillan arrives and her quarantine was my happy place. It was day after day. They put it like they sped it up. She was eating junk food, watching movie after movie, drinking like slamming back martinis, then watching something on YouTube. She was in this beautiful hotel room, massive, luxurious hotel room. And I was like, sign me up for that quarantine. That looked amazing. (laughs) Right? Oh, that's my Well, not not for me, but but yeah, I get I I get I get that that would be your dreamy happy quarantine for sure. What what wouldn't you like about that? Go figure, you don't agree with me. I'd get bored. I'd get really bored trapped in a room like I there's only so much television I can watch and then I start to feel really dirty and like I oh, need to you shake bite it off. your tongue. I know, I know. Um I mean I watch it. I still watch it. Right. Uh, yeah, I was looking for Oh my God, I was going to cheat. I was going to cheat and uh, watch. I wanted the thing about Pam last night. The new episode dropped last night at 10 uh o'clock, but I thought it was just available on Tuesday night, but not till after 10 o'clock. So Mm. I went ahead and watched the rest of the bubble instead. Um, So so you were going to give up on the bubble? No, I was going to finish it because I didn't, like I said, I... I, everything you're saying is correct. It is not a good, it is not a well-thought movie. There's no story. It's, it's aimless. It's all those things. But I, the, the few jokes, the the jokes that are there are like, meh, like it was, I wouldn't have yeah. watched it if I didn't have to for the podcast, probably. Oh, yeah. No, no, you know no. What you I mean? would have tried and then turned it off. Yeah, I probably yeah. would have been like, that was amusing, but there's no reason for me to watch the end because there's no who I don't even I don't even can't even imagine what ending I could care about, possibly, you know. But the bits that they did, I, I did enjoy. Here's what I will say. My last thought is when you're when a movie is so bad and it's making me so uncomfortable how bad it was. Yeah. Just watching people with talent just embarrass themselves. Most of all Jod Apatow, but it was it. I I was really like, why have they done this? This could have been good. Like, I was so mad. So their solution to that, to my uncomfortability, was to bring in a Scientologist. And they brought Beck in. And I'm like, really? (gasps) I didn't know. Now you have a Scientologist. I didn't know Beck was a Scientologist. Oh. Are you... Do you not listen to my other podcast where I just <laughs> rave about Scientology and rant and rave for hours and hours and hours? No, I've been going to the Church of Scientology. That's I thought that's what you meant when you said, oh, God, okay. Yeah. Well, yep. I have a few phone calls to make. Like, I can't look at, I don't know, it's uncomfortable well, to me to know that. It's a kind of a weird thing. Like, we definitely left with this kind of, huh, is that how it is? I, I really, like, he couldn't have been like, oh, my God, this is going to be an amazing movie. Unless... You know those old movies, those like, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Those movies that were sort of just like little pieces and didn't really, they're not a cohesive narrative structure. Maybe he thought he was doing that. Like, I'll, you know, 
in terms of if I, if I want to go through Judd Apatow's lens for a second, I, they made me laugh. If he was just like, let's just do it for shits and giggles. The thing that amazes me is how much did that movie cost? How did they mm-hmm. get that together with that script and that silly, like, I don't know. Like, there wasn't a lot. If you think about it, if I gave you that premise and said, okay, go, what would you do right. with it? I mean, it's there's not a lot. There's not a lot of there there. How, how What do you do except make fun of the process of making a movie? Quarantine COVID was tough, right? Maybe he just didn't yeah. have it in him. Maybe he had the opportunity to make a movie because all of a sudden people were available and he just kind of went with whatever showed up. Like, I, I can't imagine there was a lot of pre-planning, you know, and, it and didn't for him, feel that way. he's John Apatow. Like, there might be, he might be in the place in his career where he's like, I'll try it. If it works, it, oh, well. I mean, are you never going to watch another Judd Apatow movie because of this? No. he He's past that. Yeah. No, everyone's allowed to bomb. But yeah. this was just, <laughs> I, know. I don't have to see it. I don't no, have to sit through it. It was, an, it was a long movie, too. Not a quick, like, 88-minute movie where nothing's happening. No plot, no character. No, you are absolutely right. That was the one thing that I'm like, oh, no, he lost a whole man job because that thing is two hours and five minutes. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to be any longer than an hour and a half, if that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep, yeah. They should have gotten out for sure. Shameful. Well, you brought up man jobs. <laughs> let's get let's get off this. Yeah, let's get, get off. off. Yeah. How many? Uh, I give it three because it made me laugh. Oh my I, three, gosh. No, but three, like four is when I really love four and five is when I really love something. Three is eh, I'm giving maybe, it okay, zero. Okay, maybe two and okay, maybe two and a half. I'll give it two and a half. Zero. I'm giving it yeah. zero. Zero. I mean, this to me was the worst thing we've tried to watch. There was nothing Wait a minute. Hold for on. me. Hold on. What compared to the Rod Stewart documentary, this was no oh. better than the Rod Stewart documentary. No, that this was better. And <laughs> I forgot that this okay, when we watched Thunder Force, which was also terrible. More terrible, Which, I thought. It was well, no, maybe not more terrible, but there were there were laughs bad. in Thunder Force for me. But yeah. one of the things I said in Thunder Force is that damn joke that everybody does, where they're like, "Okay, I'll talk to you later," and they don't hang up the phone, and then they're like, "God, that guy's the worst." Oops, the phone's still on, and they did that in this movie. Yeah. Even after Judd Apatow heard me say, <laughs> "I hate that joke," and it's hacked. But I don't do it anymore, Hollywood. I know this. I know that it's not right for me to think it was funny, but I did think it was funny how terrible parents they were. They were awful, awful parents. And David Duchovny arguing for like he's been he's he's being a he's setting an example of a of a working parent for his son by Mm -hmm. never by never being there. Oh, I thought that was probably really tasteless, but really funny. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's not worth. Go on and watch it. I, I suspected <clears throat> this conversation would be brief because I suspected we would agree. Uh, so I made a long game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not too long. So before we get to play our game, yeah, we should say that Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. Our angel, our angel on earth, Pete Wright. We love you, Pete. Yes. We made our OnlyFandies t-shirt this week. God, he's so oh. good. He's so talented in yep. so many ways. Um, if you yes. think that we're talented in any way, please do go where your podcast thing is and go ahead, you know, you could pause it for a second. Just give us a little star rating or leave a review if you want. Something Obviously, you know, Clavin, uh, Kaplan's uh, standards are very high. So give her a good belly laugh. That's the challenge this week for leaving a review. Right. Um, yes, you can please. also 
come on to Discord. Go to mancave.com slash Discord. There's a community channel that you can chat with us and you can see our prom pictures. And Mandy put a picture of a funny ca- candle she has in this. It's just good. Uh, <laughs> My Keith Morrison candle. <laughs> yeah. There's just good Fandy ribbon going on there. There's a there's a channel for members only. And then there's a channel mm-hmm. for the Gen Pop. So come on over and chat with us if you like. When you leave your review, like Ninja NM did this week. Thank you, Ninja NM. Thanks, Ninja NM. Tell your friends about our podcast so we can keep doing this yeah. for your ears and your hearts and your souls. And then a better way to tell your friends is to get some merch at mancave.com slash merch. Yeah. I'm telling you, these only Fandy things I got. <laughs> Travel mugs for friends. I got. I'm, I went a little nuts. I'm very excited to wear things that say only Fandy. Yes, and make sure you get a diverse array of things so that you can wear. You still have something that you can wear when you volunteer in your kid's fourth grade class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. You ready to All rock right. my world? So I looked up this movie, The Bubble, on Rotten Tomatoes, and when it first came out, it had like an eight percent or something. And now, just by sheer number of people watching it, it's gone up a little bit. Okay. So it made me wonder, what are the lowest rated Rotten Tomato movies of all time? <laughs> right? So I looked at a list and I was looking at some of these titles and descriptions and laughing because I'm like, that can't be real. Like, people made that movie. So your oh. job today in our game is to decide which of these are real <laughs> and which of these I've made up. Okay. <laughs> they all, whether I made them up or not, would be rated under 5% on Rotten Tomato. Wow. I was only allowing under 5% in the, in the <laughs> list. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, first one. Vampires suck. Becca, an angst-ridden teenager, is torn between two supernatural suitors, Vampire Edward and Werewolf Jacob. Meanwhile, her friends contend with their own romantic issues, leading to a confrontation at the prom. Starring Matt Lanter and Ken Jeong. Uh, that's you. That is real. Oh my God. Wow. It was a good title, Mm -hmm. Vampires Suck. I mean, because they do, right? (laughs) They do. But they use the same, like... Edward and Jacob wasn't that Team Edward from Twilight? That's honestly why I thought that you that you uh, I would not wrote be it. that unimaginative. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks uh, a lot. I thought you were trying to help me. Okay. Getting even with Dad. Con man Ray Gleason is going after one last heist when his estranged son Timmy unexpectedly shows up. All the while, Detective Teresa Walsh is closing in on Ray. Starring Ted Danson and Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I don't know. That could be real. That is real. Oh, my God. Wow. That happened. Well, you know, uh, as a log line, it has Ted Danson and Macaulay Culkin. So, you know, I'd watch it. <laughs> well, we know what you're going to watch when I do my assignment next time. Oh, no. My God. The Rockin' Robins. <laughs> A washed-up disco star teams up with a geologist (laughs) to restore their local roller rink to its former glory, and they fall in love along the way. Starring (laughs) Kenny Rogers and Telma Hopkins. That's you. That is so me. (laughs) So me. Yeah. Oh, God. Kenny Rogers. That's great. Royal to a fault. A young prince tries to fit in at an American boarding school. 
Can He Hide His Identity and Get the Girl Before He Inherits the Throne? Starring Luke Hemsworth and Paris Hilton. <laughs> uh, sure, that's real. That is me. That's you. Royal to a fault. I love my puns. Oh, yeah. Really good. Wait, what is the pun? Because it's loyal to a fault. Oh. Is the expression. I've never, well, <laughs> clearly I've never heard that. You know what I mean? That doesn't come up a lot. A good friend. Yeah, yeah. A good friend would know. Nobody ever said that about me or to me. So, okay. Got it. That's funny. Aww. I'm joking. Right. I'm very loyal. To All right. Are we ready for another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood rain. After spending much of her life in a traveling circus, human vampire hybrid Rain escapes and plots to take down her evil vampire father, starring Ben Kingsley and Michelle Rodriguez. What? Ben Kingsley and Michelle Rodriguez in Blood Ring? Rain. Blood Blood Rain? rain. Mm -hmm. No. I have to believe Ben Kingsley would not do that. That's wrong. Oh, but he... Did oh he God. made that movie? No! What? I just love like after spending much of her life in a traveling circus, <laughs> human vampire hybrid Rain. Like that's oh, real. Jesus, that's crazy. Okay, I know. Yep. Oh. Wow, those are good. Even Gandhi bombs. So yeah, Judd Apatow should not feel he so bad. He should feel okay. Yeah, he should be all right. And his yes. uh, daughter's a good dancer and very photogenic. So lucky her. And his other daughter's a very good actress, Maude Apatow. I mean, good for them. Yeah. Just keep it, just do better stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Stolen from home. When a pair of five-year-old twins is kidnapped, their mom calls in her fellow Navy SEALs who will stop at nothing to get them back. Starring Ronda Rousey, Oscar De La Hoya, and Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) It feels like that's you. That's me. (laughs) But let's make it. (laughs) Right? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And can women be Navy SEALs? As I was typing it, I was like, I don't know if that's factually accurate. Have women... (laughs) I said her fellow Navy SEALs, and and I'm like, is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, I think it is. I hope don't, so. I mean, at least don't ask, don't tell, right? Right. Oh, now I'm imagining you and me starring, writing oh. in and starring in like a private Benjamin Navy SEALs wacky oh. comedy. Oh, my God. Yes. Keep talking. Maybe we can get well, Judd to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It sounds just bad enough that it might intrigue it. <laughs> um. Okay, I have two more. Okay. Ghostly girls. When a suspicious house fire claims the lives of three sorority sisters, they come back to haunt a rival house and exact their revenge. Starring Justine Bateman, Kim Fields, and Sally Kellerman. I'm going to say that's a totally true movie. That is totally me. Oh my God, what a great description. Thank you. It was Sally the Kellerman, Kellerman that made it sound real, right? It was. Right? Had it I was just done Justine Bateman and Kim Fields, you would have been like, that's pretty Mandy-ish. Throwing in a legitimate actress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who I imagine was like the head of the rival sorority house or the, but the Justine, dean of the school. Justine Bateman was a big deal. She was a legitimate actress. No? Yeah. It's, and it sounded oh. like a very 70s, eight, like a very 80s kind of 80s, yeah. premise. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Good job. All right. Last mm-hmm. one. The Ridiculous Six. White Knife, an orphan raised by Native Americans, discovers that five outlaws are actually his half-brothers. Together, they set out to save their wayward father. Oh, my God. Starring 
Adam Sandler, and Taylor Lautner. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Listen, I would buy. Okay. Here's what I think. I think the first half is a real movie, and I think you cast it. <laughs> <laughs> if only Hollywood would let me cast everything. There's that is just, a real movie. Oh, with, my. And those are the stars. And Steve Buscemi, of course, because he does all of Adam Sandler stuff. What the hell? Oh, my God. Been a long time since I've seen an Adam Sandler movie. You're lucky. I guess so. Although, wasn't there something recently that kept referring to um, 500 wedding dates or 500? Uh, not, no, not, uh, oh my dates. God. Yeah. F- wow. I just mixed up 500 summers, the wedding days singer, of summer and 51st. Yeah. I just mixed up all three of those <laughs> in the, my guess. That's crazy. And that's what Hollywood does. And it's going to be released next year yeah. <laughs> in the summer, right? I mean, they just take. Let's write it. Let's write 500 yeah. first wedding dates. Yeah. First wedding date. <laughs> Got it. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. It was fun coming up with bad movies. I feel like that could be a good party game. Oh, yeah. There's actually a, a guy has an account on Twitter, I think, that uh, is like free film ideas or free movie ideas or something. And oh. every day he posts a log line. Are you telling me I'm unoriginal? No, his aren't as good as, as yours. And Thank he doesn't, you. he doesn't cast them. They're just log lines for like, hey, if you feel like writing something, see if any of these, you know, it, it, he just oh. gives out log lines. And well, it's pretty amazing. Two menopausal ladies joining the Navy SEALs. That uh, is it's happening. Yeah. Well, we can kill without any um, remorse. Yes. That's, yes. And, you know, that's a great asset. That's what the world, uh, you said ass. I did. That's what the world needs. Uh, us. What the armed. world needs now. Is us. It's going to be called School Marmed and Dangerous. (laughs) You go fuck yourself. (laughs) School Marmed and Dangerous. If you, if we, that's not written by next Friday, I will never speak to you again. Oh, you got it. Next Friday, we should let the people know there will be no uh, man cave next week. We're taking the week off. Our kids are on spring break. I'm going to Texas and you're going to New York City. I am. Get a rope. Um, do, you don't know that commercial, the Pace Picante no. commercial, where no. uh, where some people, some cowboys around a fire and they're all having salsa and someone goes, this salsa doesn't taste like Pace salsa. And they go, this salsa is from New York City. And one of the cowboys goes, get a rope. They're going to hang the guy because he brought New York City salsa into the group. Oh, it was a hilarious. I Because you, <laughs> <laughs> you covered oh. your mouth and went, get a rope. And I was like, oh, Mandy. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. No, I I was quoting the Pace Picante commercial, but, you know, it's fine. Have fun. Yes, you too. Uh, On your trip. Yes. Uh, Uh, And do you want to tell the people what we're going to, what I have to watch or do or say or sing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you are going to watch something. And um, you, I'm really glad we have two weeks because you may want to watch it twice. I don't know. Um. It was actually suggested by a fandy, so that makes me really happy. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, you're going to watch. Is it a fandy who hates me? No, no, I don't okay. even think he knows you. He's like, I don't, um, I don't, he's a, he's a listener who loves our show, uh, right. Curtis, right. and we are going to watch Atlas of the Heart uh, by Brene Brown, Brene Brown's show on HBO. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I have been waiting. I have oh. been waiting for three weeks to suggest that. Do you have that. Curtis's home address by any chance? <laughs> oh, thank you, Curtis. This is, is this a you. series? <laughs> it is a series, but you don't have to, obviously, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Are you shitting me? If you want to be a better person, you will, but we're not oh. holding our breath There is no room for so, improvement up in here. Yeah, yeah, no, I no, no. am self-actualized. I, I yeah. don't need or want Brene Brown in my life. Yeah, yeah, actually... And that's a good, another plug for Discord. So if anybody would like to respond to whether or not Mandy needs improvement, you just go into that Discord and put your thoughts right there. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're watching. And I'm very excited. I'm actually listening to the audiobook right now. And then I'm going to go watch the series. Oh, my God. I just, I, oh, all right. I love you. I love you.